planning a Disney World vacation is more complicated than it's ever been. For us, being as busy as we are between the podcast and the kids and everything else we have going on, it's been a lifesaver having zip travel to be able to rely on and they are the travel agency that we use uh personally and we recommend to all our listeners that they should use as well so when it comes to booking your vacation your hotel your tickets uh dining reservations that they have gotten us numerous ones at places like ogas and topolinos and and california grill all the hard to get ones uh, they have come through and they've been a great asset and just make our lives 10 times easier plus it has saved us money and just stress. Not only do we use Zip all the time personally ourselves, we actually have a dedicated team of Zip travel agents that work directly with Capture the Magic listeners. So you you will, you will either get Lauren or Kindle, and they are both fantastic, and we use them all the time to plan our trips again. So if you had to travel with Zip.com, and there's a quick form there you can fill out whatever details you know about your trip, put them in that form, and either Lauren or Kendall will get in touch with you, and they will basically help you plan a great trip. And again, this costs nothing to you. This is uh, to- completely free. And um, also, if you book at least a three-night package through that link, uh, we will throw in some goodies as well. So we give you a free T-shirt. You will get $10 in shop credit, and Zip will leave a gift for you at your hotel. So uh, it's kind of a no-brainer situation. You save money. doesn't cost you anything. It makes your life 10 times easier. So again, go to travelwithzip.com and use the travel agency that we use and we recommend everybody. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Jamie Lee. So, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How are you? I'm doing good. It's kind of hard to believe the 4th of July is going to be on Monday. I know. Not really sure what happened to June. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that is, that is where we're at. So, But we are going to be... We're not going to be there for the 4th, but we are going to go down to Disney on the 3rd. Because... Mm-hmm. What's the what's the plan there? Well, um, we're gonna go. I want to check out Disney Springs because I want to check out that that metaverse thing, the MetaQuest mm-hmm. um, two thing for for Jared. There's a couple of things I want to check out at Disney Springs, and then uh, we actually have Ohana reservations at uh, Polynesian, and then we're gonna watch the fireworks from the beach, and then drive home, and then drive home with small children. They can sleep in the car. It's fine. You, s- okay. you say that sometimes they sleep in the car but yeah that's <laughs> it'll be good that's the plan i'm yeah I, I don't know i don't really plan on going to the parks because I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be slammed oh packed uh which absolutely is, I, yeah. i've learned I, if if you're unfamiliar with going to any of the theme parks any holiday uh they're they're busy yes president's day busy <laughs> like any of them there's a random it's holiday busy. it's gonna be busy and it's very hot it's well, very hot and humid, and it's not the the best conditions to enjoying the parks. You know, it's 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 manageable, but like when we live here and we're able to go as much as we do, we tend to avoid a lot of the summer months. Yeah, sometimes. we don't have a lot planned for the summer. Not really. Although no. I do need to go and get a lot of B roll, as it's called in the B-roll. biz. 
we do uh, now have video versions of the show over on YouTube, mm-hmm. but we're also going to be doing some uh, videos, some different types of videos on YouTube, which require lots of B-roll, and we use them for like social media and TikTok, stuff like that. So I do need that, which I guess if the parks are busy, that doesn't really affect me because I'm not going to be really writing stuff as much as just taking video. So right. that is something I might take a day trip on and go do and just sweat a lot. Just get it over with and I mean, they, just get it done. And the good thing is when you're doing that, they can't, the, whoever is watching it, you can't see how sweaty and hot it is in the camera. Like Jared exits the car immediately has back sweat. I already sweat a lot. I know. So you then do. you have this with the heat and the humidity and it's just, yeah, the immediate, immediate sweat. It, it is what it is. It's all right. If, I, I've said this before. If you if you ever see us in the parks, first off, if you ever see us in the parks, feel free. Say hello. Don't ever feel like you're imposing on us. But Absolutely. Second, I apologize in advance if I'm a sweaty mess. Uh, my, my lower, just don't hug him. Just my, don't hug my him. My shirt is soaked. I haven't been running. I've just been walking through the parks. <laughs> so I apologize in advance if that, if that happens. But Listen, everybody's hot at the parks. It's fine. It's true. It's fine. It's true. It, it's just <laughs> very warm. And that's when our daughter wants us to hold her when it's 105 degrees. But sure. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, you know, it's kind of a slow news day and by slow news day, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we have to talk about. So much news. Some things happened that, um, people may or may not be aware of, which we will talk about. And then our topic for today is going to be tips for dealing with the summer crowds. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go to Disney and it's going to be in the summer, what, what are some things you can do to help alleviate some of the summer crowd stuff? Yeah. All right, uh, first bit we have here is the Halfway to the Holidays event that Disney is doing produced many announcements about what we can expect this season, especially the holiday season. So the first one we have is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is returning this year as we sort of figured it would. Yeah, so last episode we had talked about there being some announcements that were coming and that we would probably not get to them last episode because they were being announced on Thursday, which is when our episode was released. Well, they did, and it is Mickey's Merry Merry Christmas Party is coming back, and I'm so excited. Are you excited? Well, I mean, I am, but I'm not going to get to go to the first one at least. So. Well, at least not to the, the first ones, but yeah. we'll go. I am excited. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad yes. it's not just after hours. So it's 24 select nights, and it'll be held at Magic Kingdom November 8th through December 22nd. Pricing starts at $149 per ticket, goes up to $199 depending on the date. And tickets actually went on sale today for Disney hotel guests, and general booking begins on July 7th. The event runs 7 p.m. to midnight. Still a question on if you can get in at 4 p.m. If you just have like a, a like a ticket, like a party ticket, which they've done in years past. You didn't have to have like day ticket admission, like regular right. ticket admission. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming that's correct. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's there's that. But um, there are some things that you can experience. There's Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration Show, Minnie's Most Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas Time Parade, Complimentary Cookies and Hot Cocoa, the holiday overlays on attractions like Space Mountain, Mad Tea Party, Tomorrowland Speedway, and Monsters, Inc. Uh, Jingle Cruise has its overlay, but it's not just during the party. There's a dance party at Cosmic Rays. A totally Tomorrowland Christmas at the Rocket Tower Plaza. It's like a show. Uh, Disney Junior Jingle Jam, another dance party for Disney Junior characters. And there's some new new photo ops for the 50th anniversary and a commemorative keepsake themed for the holidays. So similar to what we saw in previous parties. 
I'm pretty sure it's exactly um, what we saw at previous parties. I, I don't think there's anything different. Is. Um, they didn't mention anything about the uh, the um, um, Dapper Dance, whatever they are, the Christmas Dapper Dance. I forgot what the names are. I don't know. But anyway. Caroling so Dance. I forgot. But anyway, they didn't mention anything about them. And um, they didn't mention any like extra food or drink you can buy, but I'm assuming they're doing that too because they always do. Disney never does that. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's kind of what we can expect as of right now, What at least what we know. Um, I'm sure there'll be more added to to the uh to the lineup later but i will i will be there november 11th this year not the first one on november 8th that's like tuesday i was like i can't take a tuesday and just go yeah i would love to but we'll be there because the third club 32 meetup is going to be that weekend Mm -hmm. so it ends it ended up falling on where you're going to go the the christmas party and then i got tickets to Dolphin has a food and wine festival. Swan and Dolphin, Swan and Dolphin has a food, food and wine and festival. Wine classic is that what it's called? Yes, I okay. believe so. Yeah, and so I'm going to that. So mm-hmm. we will. So I don't know if I'll go to Christmas party this year, but maybe your your review can be so descriptive. It's like I'm there. <laughs> maybe that's what that's what I'll, I'll assume will happen. So all right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, along with the other Christmas stuff, there is the rest of the Walt Disney World holiday season officially uh, beginning November 11th. Yes. And during that time period, here is what you can expect. So you can do the Christmas party like we talked about. They'll have the Beacons of Magic that are holiday themed. Santa will be meeting at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And you can see him on a cavalcade in Hollywood Studios and a flotilla uh, in Animal Kingdom. The Epcot International Festival of the Holidays will begin November 25th. You've got the Merry Menagerie at Animal Kingdom. The holiday addition to a frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios. Snope at Disney Springs, the Candlelight Processional at Epcot, got um, holiday-themed magic shots all over the parks and Disney Springs. The Jock Lindsay's uh, hangar bar becomes the holiday bar, which I've never seen that. Uh, this, um, I'm not going to be realized, I've actually never been to Jock Lindsay's, so I need to go. Oh, I've heard nothing go. but good things about it, so yeah. I need to go. We so. usually have our children in a big stroller, so usually it doesn't. Work. It's really, you know, you go into a bar and you're like, hey, where can I park my stroller? It's they, real cool. They just say leave. So. <laughs> and then Disney Springs Christmas tree stroll, holiday merchandise. And there was a preview for the pre- the pieces and they're kind of interesting looking. Not, not my, my, in, my, I don't know if I'd buy anything from them, but anyway, it's just a preview. This is how like you, someone looks at modern art by trying to sound like they're, yeah, like it doesn't it's just not appealing to them at all be like well it's an interesting take <laughs> I mean, probably i'm just being like very uh political here i guess political uh, or um yeah you mean politically correct po- yes politically correct <laughs> that's the word it's i'm like bringing politics brain. into the shirts no sorry okay. politically correct <laughs> sorry my bad um and then i'm really excited for this part and that's the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind holiday music overlay so as of right now, like as it is currently, there are six songs that you can that you can hear during your your ride, and they do they're like random, and so they're gonna be adding Christmas songs during the Christmas season, and I do like this about this ride especially. Yeah, I don't know. See, so we don't know what the songs are. I'm assuming they'll be from the 70s and 80s since that's the era of this ride. I would assume, and so. I this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it'll be like Santa Claus is coming to town from Jackson Five. Probably. I'm thinking Feliz Navidad. I could see that. Feliz Navidad. And 
even though this is kind of like later 80s, but Last Christmas by Wham. You know, I actually don't hate Last Christmas by Wham. I know. Um, I, I mean, like, I think those are three If they solid really wanted choices. to go outside of the normal you know, <laughs> timeline here, I would say, and well, I think I, you would like I this. know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Mariah Carey. Now, I actually wasn't even thinking <gasps> that. Really? But that, okay. would be, that would be one I would assume that would maybe fit. But okay. I was thinking you do the 98 Degrees Christmas song that they did. Remember that one? Uh, or it's, okay, uh, any of this. You choose any of the NSYNCs and 98 Degrees, you make it really be like that ride's really really lache. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I just want to be able to use really the lache, lache. As, a, as a verb. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really hope it's 70s and 80s, though, specific, because, again, that's just very – it's just themed to that. You I know? just hope it's not the John Lennon Christmas song. I, I don't like that song. I really love the Beatles, but I do not like John Lennon's Christmas song. Yeah. I don't know. Not a big fan of it. We'll s- I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't really I don't feel know. like it would fit on that ride. That ride's kind of like upbeat. Yeah. The ones that I chose are upbeat, I think. The Wham song is is questionable. I feel like one day they should really throw people off and on this ride and just have be playing Johnny Cash Hurt. Just to no. s- be like, what is going on? No. But what uh, people would do? They just get off so confused. But, anyways. but anyway, those are all the Christmas things that are beginning November 11th. And yes. we, will, we will be there for all of it, so. Yeah, well, we, we will be. Yeah, we will talk about it on here. That's the plan. No, I mean we'll be actually right. Be I know. There I, that I, day. Then I'm saying we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Anyways, uh, <laughs> is Hocus Pocus two trailer is out and you can start streaming it on September thirtieth. Yes. Have you seen Hocus Pocus the first one, Jared? I have not. I know. So you're not excited. I'm. It's. I'm excited. I don't think I'm the demo they're going for here, but <laughs> I'm excited just because it was. One of my favorite Halloween movies, or really, I mean, I watched that movie a lot as a kid, so I'm ecstatic. Ecstatic. Okay. Well, that's good. That's all I have to say about that. So, anyway, you can watch the trailer. <laughs> okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We have the link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. <laughs> uh, and the, some Jamie, I know, is happy about this one, but the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is going to reopen August 25th in the Magic Kingdom location in Fantasyland. Yay. So if you're unfamiliar with Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, that is basically a, a place where you can go to a fairy godmother apprentice will transform ages 3 to 12 years old into some of their favorite Disney characters with hairstyling, makeup, costumes, and accessories. And they actually uh, wrote a whole thing about this on Disney Parks blog. And there was a, a uh, like a royal proclamation, if you will. And it's pretty cute. So it says, Royal Proclamation. Now listen, my dears, to all that we say for a special announcement is happening today. The return of some magic. Isn't it grand for all little children throughout the land? Oh, goodness me. The anticipation's been great. But worry no more, for now we know the date. The, apprentice- the apprentices will soon be practicing their skills for those magical transformations and joy they instill. And the finishing touches are looking so nice, all with the help of some very talented mice. So there is just one last thing we must do. It's a wave of a wand. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. That's a good proclamation. <laughs> Your face when I got done, you're like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I don't know how to segue out of that, but there you go. There's okay. the proclamation. So they're going to start taking reservations for this in early August, but that there is no definite date. They just said early August is when you can make reservations. Like, okay. This thing kind of does More this. information later, I guess. They just sort of like come out with stuff sort of and be like, well, we'll eventually come up with this. Yeah. Uh, a new hair accessory especially designed for 
textured hair and new costumes featuring some of Disney's newest heroes and heroines will be coming later this year. And the Disney Springs and Grand Floridian location will be opening at a later date. Okay. So exciting for all of those that are interested in this. And I think our daughter would be. It's up her alley. It is up her alley. Yeah. She likes to get all sparkled. I try to do this maybe. We'll see. We will. Yeah. We will see when they decide to open it. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can make reservations. eh, We'll let you know. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Uh, All right, the next uh, bit of news we have is that the Food and Wine Festival menus were released as well. We told you guys there was a lot of news. Lots of news. There's other news about some other guy that got his contract renewed that I'm sure everyone's going to be really happy about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the Food and Wine Festival menus, like you said, were released, and there's 25 global marketplaces, including a new fry basket marketplace. So it's just French fries? It's French fries galore. That's right. So we went through the article the menu itself and kind of decided what we are excited to try. So here are a few of our picks. So there's a guava mousse on a sugar cookie with uh, whipped cream at, at shimmering sips. Um, I think you're going to like this one. I really do. It's the fate. I can't pronounce the word. It's black beans with crispy pork belly, Brazil nut pesto and Ben's original long rice, white rice, long grain white rice at Brazil. I mean, pork belly is a good place to start. I think it's like feijoada. Feijoada. I'm probably murdering that, oh. so I apologize to whoever is offended by that or knows how to read that. I don't, but anyways, <laughs> it looks good. It could be good. Yeah. Um, a lamb gyro at Greece. I like gyros. I like gyros. It's not gyro. It's not a gyro. I love a good. It's a gyro. I love a good gyro. It's a. G- <laughs> um. There's a Chesapeake crab slider with tangy coleslaw and Cajun remoulade at Hops and Barley. This replaced the lobster roll. There is no lobster roll on the menu. Was it this because year. people? I know people that were like up northeast would say how it wasn't a good lobster roll, or it could be a shortage, maybe. I, it, it could be, it could be like that a. It could be a supply supply chain thing, thing. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, if you like a lobster roll, like, you know. One of our Club 32 members is, like, obsessed with them. I mean, I've had them here. I thought they were good. But, again, I've never been to the Northeast and had, like, a true one. So, I'm sure they're much better. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be Northeast. I guess anywhere just on the East Coast. Like, Maryland, I think, is known for them, too. There's a Shopper Hopper pineapple. Yeah, I saw this. This this could be dangerous. Germany? Like, do you – I mean, is that something you want to try? Because, I I mean, like, I feel like it's up your alley. I'll put it this way. I love the Schaffenhofer Hefeweizen. That is grapefruit-based. And I hate grapefruit. (laughs) But the beer is good. I like pineapple. I'm, and I've had, there's been some pineapple beers that have popped up in the past uh, little bit. Uh, There's one at Tambu Lounge at uh, Polynesian that's really good. So, I need to try this. It's probably really good, so we'll just yeah we'll leave it at that. And hopefully you can purchase this at other places outside. Yes. By the way, these are all the brand new items coming to the to the festival. There's other stuff that's been there for years, or it was last year. Um, I'm just talking about the new stuff. There's a grilled pork shoulder lettuce wrap at Swanky Saucy Swine, which I think would be good. We haven't really had a lot of – last year we did not have success I was, with this. Booth. I did not like that booth last year. A lot yeah. of this stuff sounded like it would be very good, yeah. but I was not impressed with basically anything I had there. So I, I will look at anything here with sort of a raised eyebrow until proven otherwise. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, so at the Fry Basket, I would like everything. I would like everything. 
what kind of fries are we talking about at the fry basket? So they actually have a fry flight. Um, it's <laughs> it's sea salt and malt vinegar fries, barbecue bacon fries with smoked aioli, and a sweet potato casserole fries with well candied pecans. I'm gonna have to not eat that, but the other two I can have. Those are the, the only three they have. That's the fry flight. Okay. It's a flight. And they also have adobo yuca fries with garlic cilantro aioli, which sounds awesome. I mean, yuca fries are good. I am going to have those. I'm just saying. And then they have some uh, beverages as well. Um, and then uh, there's a baked scampi dip with shrimp, scallops, and baguette at Coastal Eats, which sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the uh, funnel cake this year is a mini pina colada, fu- mini pina colada funnel cake. I don't know if that sounds good. Pina colada. It's going to have coconut. Right. And a funnel cake seems odd. I think it sounds good. And there's a spork. You know, they always have a spork. Right. Yeah. It's Remy this year. You know, when it comes to funnel cakes, though, I don't think you need to do anything to a funnel cake. I think it's already, <laughs> like, okay. fine how it is. Um, the booths, most of the booths are opening um, July 14th, but some will be opening on August 15th. And those booths are Hawaii, the Noodle Exchange, Brewing, Coastal Eats, and Mac and Eats. So those five will not be open come uh, July 14th. Yes. So I'm excited for food and wine. It's so hot, though, in the summer. So, like, there's some dishes that, like, the the soup, the the, ch- the cheddar. Oh, I love it. I, I love it in July and I August. can't do it so in, in the Canada one. I can't do that <laughs> soup. It's just, it's like, it steams in your face. And you, I mean, it's a great soup for so delicious, though. November. But there's nothing. Oh yeah. There's nothing. November is good. It's nothing like s- sitting there sweltering in 98 degree weather. You're like, it's really lache out here right now. <laughs> you know what I really need with this is a oh good hot gosh, cheddar soup lache. to quench my thirst. <laughs> I mean, it is good. It just seems weird. I've eaten it before when it's there, and it's like it's such a strange way to consume like a hearty mm-hmm. soup that you're like, man, when it's mm. cold, I like this, but it's hot, and you're just, I don't, I, my body didn't know what to do. No, not at all. It was like, this is good, but what are you doing right now? Yeah. But plenty of drinks, plenty of beer, wine, I, I think I'm the most excited oh. for that pineapple Hefeweizen. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like it would be really good. Yeah. So this this festival lasts like 129 days. So yes, we'll be there the first day, but we will be pacing ourselves. <laughs> I thought you said, uh, I thought you were going to say 129 years. 129 like, seems, years. Seems like it. No. Yeah. 129 days. So again, starts July 14th and ends in November. Like yes, nineteenth or something. So right up, butts right up to Christmas. Butts right up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> All right. Well, the next news we have is the Disney Wish christening was yesterday, and the first sailing began. They had a big show in front of the ship with both Bob Chapek and Josh Jamaro. They both spoke. Um, there's a Make a Wish tie-in, like they have Make a Wish ambassador, like kids that are ambassadors for the ship, which is which is kind of cool. Um, First of all, the ship looks absolutely beautiful. Everything that people were sharing, like on social media, it's a gorgeous ship. It's a good looking ship. It's very pretty. And then um, I also want to say that Kendra from Zip Travel, she is going to be on the show in a few weeks to discuss her experience on Disney Wish. She's actually sailing on a um, on a cruise on Disney Wish on the, the July 10th, I believe. So she will she'll be she'll be on the show. So you guys should look out for that coming up. And the only thing else we wanted to say about it is that there is a $5,000 drink. I was going to talk about this. Yeah. It's what do we want to talk about? 
I'm just. <laughs> I, I I mean I I understand the people that would buy a five thousand dollar drink like that's a that's the same people that would go like to you know you're talking like the Galactic Star Cruiser crowd to do that but yeah do you have it pulled up like what is in this and what makes so it five thousand dollars I'm not I don't know what's in it I couldn't tell you like what's there's in no it. details about it they just not have really. a drink option that says five thousand dollars and it has a presentation like it opens it it's it's very like. I mean, we'll put a link. Like you can. It's a Kyber crystal drink, is what they they call it, and it looks like the thing from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, like, if you would so tell me that it's like a hundred dollars, I'd be like, "Wow, that's pricey." <laughs> but the fact that this is five thousand dollars, I don't even. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. Um, but it's. I feel um, like it's a joke. I feel like that. Here's what I think of Disney's at now. They're at the point now where they're just like, "Let's put it on here. Let's put it for five thousand dollars. Somebody buys it." They're just seeing what people will spend. I, um, I, I've said this for years now that Disney's going to start, you know, years ago, they'll start trying to test this upper limit of what people will spend. And stuff like this makes me just think they're just kind of throwing out like it's sort of like playing baseball. And every once in a while, you just if you got somebody that's swinging at everything, you're just like, just throw them a high one. See if they'll swing at it. Like you don't have to try and throw a strike. And I'm wondering at this point, if they're just like, throw it up there. See what happens. Like, see, yeah. if, some, see if some people buy it. Because you know, some people will. Well. I mean, maybe. I don't know, but the cast members are the ones that were showing it. Well, I'm you sure. Know, cause it's, you well, know, you got to show people. I mean, it's $5,000. Like, I'm hopefully they got a loan station nearby where people can take out <laughs> payday loans to pay for this. Well, I mean, there are a couple of drinks inside of it, so it's not just one. I would hope but so. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in something called a Cam- Camtono, which is, I guess, in both Empire Strikes Back and The Mandalorian. It's just a thing that was in the so, movies. So, yeah, but it's in Hyperspace Lounge. At um, uh, on the on the on the wish, so I don't know. It was interesting, and I was like, "That's that's an expensive drink and too rich for my blood." I feel like, what do they do? They do like a credit check. What do they do there when you order that? A credit check. Like if you just order, be know. like, "Oops, I can't afford it." Like it's, <laughs> I don't. That seems that's interesting. Anyway, someone will buy it. You're all right. You were right about that. Oh, so. I'm sure they will. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's interesting. Well, I guess we'll see if Kendra bought it. We'll I talk to her. Right. <laughs> did you buy the five thousand dollars drink, <laughs> and how drunk did you get off of it? Right. <laughs> uh, the next story we have is an interesting one that I think has a few layers to it, so we might discuss a little bit. But the you might have heard about this Brightline station that was originally planned. It was going to have a stop at Disney Springs, and this is the train, the high speed high train. speed train that's going to come from uh, MCO. It's also going to come from Miami, mm-hmm. be a stop in Orlando. So it is now Tampa. not coming to Disney Springs as that has been canceled. The Disney Springs station has been canceled. Yeah, Walt Disney World spokesperson Avery Mather stated, as many people who are involved in this project are aware, the new route configuration does not support a Disney Springs station. And as a result, we don't anticipate being part of this project. Um, currently, there are still plans to connect Tampa to a station right outside of the Orange County Convention Center. That's across from Universal's Epic Universe theme park. This will co- location will service a broader range of tourists than just Disney Springs. Yes. I Now, I don't know this for 100% certainty. This is stuff that I talked to some people in the Orlando area, so I can't confirm this 100%, 100% accurate. But what I had heard was Brightline had came to Disney and basically said, we need help funding with this. Disney said no. Universal said they would give some money, and that's why they have a station 
that is going to be outside of the Orange County Convention Center because that is also, Across like you said, street? Epic Universe is being built right near this. So this is literally going to be a stop for Universal Studios. Now, there's not, there is going to be a stop near Disney. So I'm sure Disney's thinking is, A, they don't want to pay for it, and B, they kind of figure they probably don't need it, and there's a stop nearby. People want to come, they'll come. I mean, that's the closest one to Disney, and that's still 20 I know. Minutes away, I thought there was least. another one. No. Is that the only one? That's okay. The other one is MCO. Okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah. I thought there was another one planned, but maybe it was planned. It wouldn't be happening. But yeah. um, I think this is a really interesting maneuver and potentially a big win for Universal. Yeah. Because you're going to have an ability for people not only coming from MCO to go directly to Universal, but also people like in Miami. Right. Because you can come on a day trip and things like that. So this is interesting. I... You know, we'll see how this plays out. Again, this is something that I, I kind of take all these plans, anything that's announced, at least on Disney, probably a lot of this stuff now with, with maybe with Universal is if it happens. Because a lot of stuff, this bright yeah. line was proposed to be a certain way. And, it, and obviously, we're seeing now that certain things aren't happening. But Disney kind of does have a track record here of announcing things and then they're not happening. So we'll see if yeah. this actually ends up happening. There's a there's a lot of these high speed trains all over the country that have have been basically just money pits mm -hmm. that have never actually been built and work. So it'll be interesting to see if this actually ends up getting built and working, how it impacts things. But in terms of potential, this is potentially something that could really benefit Universal quite a bit. Sure. And SeaWorld. Yeah. And uh, yeah. International Drive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All those other well, places. Impact Orlando in general Absolutely. quite a bit. I mean, Disney's, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes away from all this stuff here. So yep. not that it couldn't impact Disney, but it's, you know, less likely to directly impact them. It's less, I mean, it's definitely less convenient. But if, if the solution is just, okay, you take the, you take the train to MCO and then you just figure out how you get there to Disney from there. It would just, I mean, it's definitely more, if similar. you were somebody that was going to take that train and come in, I mean, if you're dropped off at Disney Springs, you know, that's a huge convenience. You'd be like, oh yeah, oh, we'll sure. take the, whereas now you'd have to get an Uber or. But rent is a it car is it something. worth the cost of? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's all of that. Yeah, we'll see how that one plays out, but that's interesting at the moment. But. And the uh, last bit of news we have, which is uh, one that I'm I'm assuming many people will not be happy about, but we'll see, <laughs> uh, is uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek is going to be around for three more years as the board renewed his contract. Uh, and you got a three-year deal. Yes, and this is uh, a statement. It says, Today, the Walt Disney World Company Board of Directors unanimously voted to extend Bob Chapek's contract as CEO for three years. And it says, quote, Disney was dealt a tough hand by the pandemic, yet with Bob at the helm, our businesses, from parks to streaming, not only weathered the storm, but emerged in a position of strength, said Susan Arnold, chairman of the board. In this important time of growth and transformation, the board is committed to keeping Disney on the successful path it is on today, and Bob's leadership is key to achieving that goal. Bob is the right leader at the right time for the Walt Disney Company, and the board has full confidence in him and his leadership team. And then it goes on to say, this is from Bob, it says, Leading this great company is the honor of a lifetime, and I am grateful to the board of their, for their support, he said. I, stated, I started at Disney almost 30 years ago and today have the privilege of leading one of the world's greatest, most dynamic companies, bringing joy to millions around the world. I am thrilled to work alongside the incredible storytellers, employees, and cast members who make magic every day. 
His contract was originally supposed to expire at the end of February of 2023. So this means he'll be on until February 2026. Well, okay, where do we start here? I think the board, um, their definition of leadership is interesting. They might have a different one from what everybody else maybe thinks. I, I will universally say we have, you know, I don't know if we have our finger on the pulse, but we have quite a good amount of people we hear from in the Disney realm. I don't know of a single person that was a fan of this. I know one. Okay, one. But still. And they were immediately kicked out. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Like, it, overall, JPEG, uh seemingly, you know, however you want to say Disney's been conducting stuff lately, seems like both sides of the issues like, are both disliking him quite a bit, which is a hard feat. That's difficult to do. Uh, but I will, with all that said, and I have some, you know, we've talked about many times about some of the stuff that he's been doing in terms of raising costs and being just mostly about profit and mm-hmm. managing from a spreadsheet and squeezing every ounce of profit you can get from every corner of the company. I think that is all true. But if uh, you, I, I released a video on YouTube about this little short six minute video, but I, there was an article that came out earlier in the week that had said, the rumors were that the board was going to extend Chapek either like this week or another chance of being, I believe, September. And I looked at that and I, my prediction at the time was, and it turned out to be right, that the board would renew him rather quickly. Because mm-hmm. I think, and I have a hunch, that the numbers, because my thinking on this was they would, re- they would renew him before the earnings for next quarter come out. Because my hunch is that they're going to be lower. A little bit. And I think if the numbers are lower and the stock price has been on a – now it's still under $100. And while, yes, the entire market has been down, Disney – I thought it was 180 something. At its peak it was. I said now it's under $100. Oh, okay. The stock right now I believe is at $94, $95. Gotcha. At its peak it was close to $200. Uh, And, and yeah, the whole market has been down. But Disney has been one of the lowest performing stocks in the entire market compared to, say, like – you know, what you would consider some of the other strong players like Apple and other ones like that. So being under a hundred dollars and if, you know, if they do have lower numbers going out of this next quarter, I think they would have had a really big backlash if they renewed him after that. Mm -hmm. I think this is why they did it now because they, I think they know you may be baking this in a little bit. I don't know how the market will react to him. I don't, I didn't really check the numbers today. See how they, how they, how it did. I don't imagine it would go up off the news, but I don't know how much it would go down off the news. Mm-hmm. But I imagine if the numbers are down, and this is the risk you run too, because everyone just looks at Netflix. Netflix stock was seven hundred and something dollars at its peak, and now it's, I think it's still trading in the hundred dollar, hundred forty dollar range. And that was the big fall off of that was based off of they lost subscribers for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney has a potential of this because Disney plus is probably going to report subscriber loss simply because there was an India contract with cricket that I believe they did not renew, which is going to mean a lot of people in India are going to drop Disney plus because they were using it to watch cricket. Ah. Now that doesn't, I'm sure Disney will say, well, the, the, in, that audience isn't as valuable as the American audience. And it very may well be true, but people will just see a general subscriber loss potentially here. And if that were to happen, you could see, the stock fall even further. So my guess is they renew him now instead of if, if that bad news comes out and then they renew Chapek, that could really cause, a, you know, a, like a cascade down. 
And just a reminder, today, June 30th, is the last day of the 2022 fiscal year. Yeah. So they got that in right under. <laughs> and, you know, July 1st, 2023 fiscal year starts and a new quarter starts, like Jerry said. So yeah, I, I believe that played a lot into the decision. Well, and honestly, and people want to know why. I mean, if they look at the stock, and there's a lot of people that are very confused by this. But if you really look at it from the terms of their profits are up. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, you know, the complaint from us going to the parks is they're squeezing everything out. There's less, you know, there's a lot of you know, magical express have been taken away. Uh, a lot of things. I mean, we could have a whole episode talking about all the things in the parks that have really had a, a change. You know, fast passes are now paid and everything else like that. Sure. Um, but I think what it really comes down to is basically the JPEG's going to do what the board wants. And that's yeah. valuable to have. I mean, the board, the board kind of controls him. So at this point, there's no really no reason that they look at no you know i'm just looking at it from their perspective i don't necessarily agree with this but they look at it and say he's going to do what we want and that's what they want right now yeah so that's why he got renewed and if you remember a couple weeks ago jpeg uh fired what would have been considered a, a i guess would have been somebody that could have uh been in competition to replace him which is peter rice and fired him unceremoniously just sort of Game of Thrones. I think that was consolidation of power a little bit. I mean, and I don't know if he did it because the board was maybe looking at it. I didn't hear any real chatter about it, but it was very interesting, the timing of it. Mm -hmm. Once that happened, it was pretty well assumed. They're going to renew him because there was... And really, too, and people, at least in our group, I saw people talking about this, I don't know if there's really any top CEO talent that would really want to step into this role at the moment and there's a lot of factors i would say when that in that you know the economy inflation you know if there is you know if recession does set in people more than likely will not go to the theme parks as much they won't spend as much discretionary income so therefore your park stuff could potentially go down Uh, i think you're already going to start seeing you know star wars and marvel i think in general as audiences go are a little played out on the superhero side. I think there will be a slow, not that people, not that the movies won't do well, but I'm saying as time goes on, I think more and more people are sort of just tired of it as an audience goes. So that diminishing returns as that keeps going, maybe. And a lot of things are changing. So I don't know if there's any top CEO talent that would really want to step in at this moment. I I don't know. So I, I just like, I wasn't surprised that he got renewed because just from everything we were hearing and, at the end of the day, the board has somebody doing what exactly what they want, you know, what they wanted to do. Yep, pretty much. So, three more years, see what happens. Well, that's it for the news. <laughs> that is it for the news. <laughs> uh, we do have a poll time. Poll time. My question I asked to the Capture the Magic Community Facebook group this week was, what are you most looking forward to see return to Disney World that hasn't yet, including those things that have a future date set for reopening? Um, and so I gave the option for people to choose as many options as they want. So 21% said Fantasmic. 20% said the Walt Disney World Railroad. 17% said the Dining Plan. 13% said the rest of character dining locations. 12% said Annual Passes. 6% said Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And 3% said the remaining meet and greets. And then there were a couple of one percenters in there too. But um, yeah, so most people want to see Fantasmic return, which it has a date set for later this year, basically. Not definite, but it's coming back this year. 
The Walt Disney World Railroad is a big question mark because it all depends on the Tron construction mm-hmm. since it goes underneath the the there's like a little bridge that they built kind of that goes over um the over the the the, the trains that go by. Um dining plan, you know, they have not announced that. I I really don't have any idea about that one. Uh, nobody has a clue, right? No. I mean, there's just rumors galore. Um the rest of the dining locations for characters are coming in slowly but it'll happen uh annual uh, annual passes big question mark Bibbidi bobby boutique we you know it's august 25th and then some of the meet and greets are returning even as early as this week so yeah i think trickling in i think the thing that's the most nostalgic one and the, the really one of the last you know uh, connections to walt is the railroad because walt know. was so big on the railroad stuff and mm-hmm. i would like to see that because a our son likes trains he so he would enjoy it yeah. And it's been a long time. So it has been the thing that's gone the the, the longest. It closed in December of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it will be four years in December that it's been closed, which is crazy. And when it comes back, they'll charge. For, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope they don't charge for no, it. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me ideas. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's the poll time. So thank you, everybody, for participating this week. I will have a new poll in the group next week. Yep. And if you want to join and, and have your voice heard on the next poll time, you can join the Capture the Magic Facebook community. That's where Jamie posts those polls. And you can vote and comment and all that good stuff in there. So Absolutely. Yep, head on over there and do that. So, well, before we get to talking about uh, our top tips for dealing with crowds in the summer, we just want to draw your attention to the Capture the Magic apparel line that we have, where we have our own... Sh- if, y- if you're unaware, we design and print and make all our own shirts here and we ship them out to you and we 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 love doing it and it's a lot of fun and we got some new shirts coming so uh we still have the be kind and cosmic rewind guardians of the galaxy shirts and we have all these shirts are in t-shirt different types of tank tops for women and then dolman cuts as well so we've got different options for you know the hot weather coming up And, and in celebration of food and wine we have the drinking around the world checklist which has all the countries in which you can drink around the world from. And then the last one is you trying to figure out where you're at. Uh, we also <laughs> have a new one I'm going to post. It'll be, it should be in the shop by the time this episode comes out. If not, it'll be by Friday. But it is, uh, it's an homage to uh, Food and Wine, which is uh, Table for Two. And it's a, it's a fancy trash can in World <laughs> Showcase. Because if you've ever been to Food and Wine, you understand that sometimes that's where you eat. And, but it can be a romantic date if you're in France, perhaps. I seriously don't know one person that hasn't used a trash can for a food and wine table. It's it's where you go for fancy meals. It's a thing. So yeah. designed a shirt to reflect that. So again, <laughs> so that one, hopefully it'll be out today. If it's not today, it'll be out on Friday. Uh, you can check all these out. You can go to ctmshirts.com. And given that uh, we have a new release, and because you guys are awesome, we'll give you 10% off of a shirt order. Uh, well, actually any, if you get one or multiple shirts. Uh, just use the promo code table for two and but that'll work on any of the shirts <laughs> as well but we also do have some accessory items we have some mickey ear holders mini mouse ear holders for putting you know your mini or your mickey ears on walls uh, we also have some shirt slides that are mickey mini base and things like that so we got a lot of stuff there and a lot more shirts and design so again if you go to ctmshirts.com you can check out all those and you get 10 percent off using the code table for two and two being t-w-o so spell out the word. So table for two, and then I'll save you 10% off of any order uh, for this week. So go and check that out. So, all right. Well, let's talk about our tips for dealing with summer crowds. So if you're going to Disney, 
in the middle of the summer and you know it's going to be first busy, off busy. first off it's going to be busy but it's also going to be hot so when that sure. happens you get people in the heat you know people can get kind of agitated kids can get more agitated you can lose your temper a little easier it, you know we've all been there we've all been there it's a little you know try and keep your cool whenever you're sweating profusely and your kids are screaming it's it's kind of <laughs> difficult it's a cruel challenge so we have some tips for you because we we now do that. We before we lived here, we really didn't go to the parks much in the summer. Mm-mm. But now mm. that we live down here, we don't go a lot in the summer, but we still go occasionally. Yeah, but it, but yeah. also and in, in it's kind of hot here all the time, so it's kind of summer all the time. So we kind of have experience with this. Yeah, it's the humidity that gets us. But um, so right off, you know, if you can visit during off peak times, you know, you can just avoid a lot of crowd situations if you can come during off-peak times which is not the summer <laughs> well this would be speaking to you if you thought this is the only time you could come yeah if you if exactly any if you other can, time can be exactly a as a, if you can um but anyway that's just i wanted to preface this by saying that but all of this is not in any kind of order it's just kind of random so yeah um well i'll start yeah. with the first tangible bit we can use here and not Okay. Shaming people for not. I'm not shaming. <laughs> I'm kidding. shaming nobody. I'm shaming nobody. I'm just kidding. You I'm go just... to Disney when you can go to Disney. I understand. Right. In yes. case you thought uh, the parks closed during the winter, it is not like <laughs> Silver Dollar City <laughs> where it's closed in the winter time. Which I guess so a lot awesome. of people. I mean, Disney World is is open year round. That's not. It's kind of a rare theme park thing. So it is. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of theme parks are where like, if it's really cold, they're not gonna have theme parks open. Amusement parks, maybe. Theme well, parks are different. We're getting very... Oh, I'm getting technical, man. We're getting man. very technical getting here. technical. Anyways, the first tip here is one we have used for a long time, and it's tried and true, which if you want to get the most out of your day, but also stay out of the hottest part of the day mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And the busiest. And the busiest. We are tied we do a rope drop, take a break, go back at night. We need to come up with an acronym for this maybe, but that's what we do. So you get yeah. there at rope drop because A, it's cooler in the morning, and... Although it's going to be busy, there's less crowds early in the morning versus, say, noon or 1 o'clock. Right. So you rope drop, get there when it's the coolest, and less crowds, and mm-hmm. try and get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. It is, whatever you want to do. Ride rides, yep. get snacks, whatever it is. Yep. Then, you know, when it's going to start to get really hot and get really crowded, that's when you take your break. Yes. You know, you go back to your hotel, uh-huh. or you just go sleep in. I'll take an, I have taken a nap in a car before in the parking lot. Yes, you have. I have done that. Yes, you have. And <laughs> it was a fantastic nap. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, but, you know, especially if you got little ones, take them out of the heat. They can go take naps. Like, it's a nice, you know, even you can take a nap. It's not Even just going to the resorts and... And just go swimming or something. Sw- it, yeah, whatever. You know, if it, it just, it's a good idea to take a break there, at least in, in our experience. And then mm-hmm. return back to the park, either that park or another park later that evening. Yes. You know, when it's, and it's for a couple hours. And it's still going to be hot. It's still going to be crowded, but it's not as hot. And usually it's not as crowded. Right. And you've had a little break. Yeah. So I think that's a good overall, like, base to start off of. It's just do it that way. Yeah. You know? Now, if you are at the parks between 1 and, like, 2.30 or, like, between, like, 1 and 3, that is a good time to ride some of the popular rides sometimes. Because as of right now, park hopping begins at 2 p.m. So a lot of people will be almost like kind of in transition between parks. Right. So you might notice if you if you pay attention, you might notice if you look in the My My Disney Experience app and look at wait times, they they may drop a little bit. Yeah. Between like between the like one to two thirty, one thirty, one to three o'clock, uh, time range right there. So that is a good time to do it if you decide that you don't want to leave. 
if you want to say. Yes. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, and along with the rope drop, break, return at night situation, which we do need a thing for that, by the way. I'll, I'll think of something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> take advantage of the early theme park entry and extended evening hours for hotel guests. Certain hotel guests. Yes, certain hotel guests. So for early theme park entry, that is where you can er- enter any of the theme parks 30 minutes before official park opening. And that is good for all hotel guests, including Swan and Dolphin, Shades of Green, and some of the Good Neighbor Hotels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, extended evening hours is the time at the end of the night, and it's usually two hours. It's only at Epcot and Magic Kingdom right now. Uh, but that is just for Disney Vacation Club uh, guests and deluxe resort guests. So if you if you fall into the, any of those two categories, this is an excellent time to not have as many people there with you. <laughs> like ride some rides mm-hmm. and get a lot done before the hordes of people come in or have already left. So yes, that is, that good tips there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another one would be, and this is one. If it's possible, but if mm-hmm. you can try and visit the parks during the week and avoid the weekends if possible, the weekends are always going to be the busiest mm-hmm. no matter what time of year. But so during the week, uh, you're going to have less crowds. Epcot is going to be busier after five during the weekend weekends, but especially during the weekend. So if you catch yourself at Epcot on a festival, you know, when their festival is going on and if you're on a weekend and all this, cause I've been in the parks and all of a sudden you're like, why is it? Oh, it's six o'clock. <laughs> and then that's when the locals come because that's you know Epcot's a lot of you know people go on dates and hang out and stuff like that. So uh, think about that. The other parks, uh, it's just more. There's not really like peak times there. Magic Kingdom's always busy. I've found typically Hollywood Studios toward the later part of the day can kind of have the crowds die down a bit. It de- yeah. It mm-hmm. d- it depends, mm-hmm. but that can happen. I've we probably had that happen a handful of times in the past few months. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Animal Kingdom, pr- I think kind of the same thing. And I think the reason for yeah. those two is like you technically, you know, I may get some people argue about this, but it's kind of maybe a not a full day park. Most people can get a lot of stuff they want to get done. In the first couple yeah, hours. Yeah, like, it may be done by two or three o'clock, four mm-hmm. o'clock. So the park closes at eight or nine. You get over there at seven. A, it's cooler. And there's not as many people. Yeah. And both those parks are pretty cool at night, actually, I will say. Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, I really like those parks at night. So that's something to keep in mind. But if, if you uh, can control it at all during the week would be the way to go on any time you're going to go. And the weekends are just, they have, lo- they have the locals. The That's that's who goes. Well, you got locals. So you got people that, you know, a lot of people go on a weekend trip. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, weekends. And people have stuff they want to do. Yeah. Just the weekends. Weekends. Guys. Um, use Genie Plus and Individual Lightning Lane, which is kind of a given. But if you want to, you know, not have to deal with waiting in lines all the time and, and you just want to go to the front of the lines, use your Genie Plus and Individual Lightning Lanes well. Get to know them. Do the research before you go and, and you can have a you can have a great trip. Yeah. And if you want some tips on this, we did do an episode on mm-hmm. how to get the most out of Genie Plus. I don't remember the episode number. Uh, the first one was in October, and I'll put it in the show notes, but the we'll first one's it. in October, and the other one was, I think, those past, like, March. Yeah, so. and as we learn new things, we'll talk about it. But, yeah, definitely yep. getting familiar with, and, and we've, uh, Genie Plus is not a perfect system by any means. It's very dependent upon a lot of factors, but if you do understand it a little bit, you can work that system to get more out of it. So the more yeah. you understand that, the better your chances are of, you know, doing more things. So. Yep. You know, kind of take the system for what it is. Hopefully, they improve it going forward. But 
whatever it, it is what it is right now so you just kind of take it how it is so absolutely uh, I, I would say if you want to you know get, the next tip here is like if you're dealing with crowds and you want to get the most out of your park time you're gonna get more out of the parks if you do stay on property and like yeah. jamie was saying you've got access to the early hours yep. the late hours yep you yep. can get to the parks quicker uh, you know w- and again we stay off property sometimes as well we love staying out over the flamingo crossing area because you know with two small kids having an extra bedroom or two is really nice to have sure and it's you know 10 minutes away but you do lose some ability to like you know get to the parks really early and things like that so if you're Transportation. really but you know in our case we're not as we live close up now where we're not really I, I, every time we go we're not so trying to get a thousand things done so we're not right. as a, you know for us it's just a little bit different so if you're going once a year or it's a big trip Staying on property will allow you to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. It just will. It's more yeah. expensive, but you w- you're going to be you know in the bubble and all that stuff like that. So that is one thing I will say. If it if it fits in your budget, if you're on the fence about it, staying on property will allow you to get more stuff done. Yes, it will. Yeah. And also staying in a, in a hotel on property that is closest to the parks you'll most frequent. So like if your trip, if you're going and you are a huge Star Wars fan and you know you're going to go to Hollywood Studios like three days out of five or six or whatever maybe stay at one of the like skyline resorts yeah you know and so stay closest to there and so you, you have less time to get back to the resorts um and you know it's you don't have to deal with the like crowds and like the buses sometimes like mm-hmm. if you stay close to like magic kingdom it's like contemporary you can just walk over you don't have to deal with buses or the monorail or anything so yeah yeah good tips there as well yeah so uh, the next one I've got is uh, kind of along those lines. So if you don't like dealing with Disney transportation, buses, boats, monorail, which I understand, that mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. We drive as much. You know, when we have our car, we take our car usually, unless it's Magic Kingdom, because that park's just Ugh. it's a nightmare to bring your own car. So yep. there's different ways you can do there. But uh, one thing you can do is you can use Lyft or an Uber uh, or minivans now. They yeah. have those back. So if you're trying to get the, like, you know, waiting on buses, sometimes you can be waiting. Ideally, you're waiting five to 10 minutes. Sometimes you'll be waiting 20 to 30 minutes. It kind of just depends. And there's no way to predict it really. Yeah. Same thing with boats and monorails. You can be waiting for a while. So if, if you want to really speed it up and get places quicker, uh, yeah, Lyft, Uber, minivan is going to be the way to go. Again, you got to pay yeah. for these, but that is going to get the, you know, help you maximize your time and get the most out of your day. Absolutely. Um, and then single rider lines. Always good. If you're willing to ride by yourself. If you want to ride by yourself, you're, and you don't want to, you want to avoid those big lines. Uh, let's see. Test track, Expedition Everest. Um. Smugglers Run used to. I don't know if they still do. Do they still? I think they still do. Okay. Because my, my trip tales just talked about it, actually. Uh, Smugglers Run, um, Rock and Roller Coaster, um, I don't know if that's it. I'm, I'm my there's, brain hurts. There's I guess. a few. There's another one. I just can't think of it. <laughs> okay. Off the top of my head. Um. So anyway, there are a couple of attractions that do have single rider lines. So if you do want to bypass the standby and or you don't have a um, a lightning lane to go in, then yeah, use a single rider line and get get through faster. But and don't be the people, and I've seen people try and do this, where you go through the single rider and then you still try and ride together with people. Don't do this. Don't, don't go. Yeah. Don't go if in. You're this, in like, the a si- group of six. If you're in the single rider line. You know, don't go in there with your kid that's going to freak out if 
they don't ride with you. Like as much as I would, like I would never take our daughter through that because if she rode a ride with somebody else, she would get freaked out. She would panic. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So, no. uh, yeah, don't do this because then they won't. A, they won't let you do it, and B, you're just gonna hold the line, and then you just wasted your time. So yeah, just don't do that. But, um, you know, if you're gonna do extra things, uh, you know, if you want to get away from the crowds a bit, you can also do some things that are, you know, outside the park train. So you can book dessert parties. Which is, you know, you can watch the fireworks and, and you get dessert while you watch it. And you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder exactly. with someone, you know. Uh, and that because you get a little private viewing spot, plus you get food. You got fireworks cruises. There's VIP tours. There's a lot of things you can do. Again, if it fits in your budget, mm-hmm. that you can kind of get away from the crowds a bit. Or get, you know, you don't have to be waiting as long in lines. Yeah. VIP tours would be the big one. Yeah. That's going to, you know, you're going to pay for that. But if you've got the budget, you're, you know, the crowd's aren't going to be a big deal because you get first line access, right, you get right. a, a guide to take you around everywhere. You get private transportation between the parks, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, and, and having done f- dessert parties and you did a fireworks cruise, those are great and they're really cool. And if you've got, you know, a group of people together, you pitch in and do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And the dessert parties, you know, some we've talked about, we did one. It, it was, it was rainy. The one we did, which I think kind of dampered our, our thoughts on it but overall it's it's fun you get again you don't have to be dealing with staking out a spot for fireworks six hours before the fireworks show Mm -hmm. you can just enjoy it and then go have some dessert and kind of hang out absolutely uh you book dining reservations at off times so if you or you know uh quick service as well so if like you're if you're if you're getting hungry maybe hold off lunch until like maybe like 1 30 or 2 uh because during those meal times a lot of times, like you can you can ride things that aren't going to have as long of a line because everyone's eating. Well, it's a really good way to get some of the. If you have harder to get dining reservations, off times there's a good strategy for yeah. that. It never. I mean, you're going to have better chances then versus like noon or six o'clock. Sure. At places. Yep. Um, put a mobile order in before you are hungry. I know that's counterintuitive. That's a big one, and it kind of falls in the line what you were saying too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great cue activity. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if, if you guys listen to Trip Tales, but I had a Trip Tales uh, guest. I want to say, I want to say it was in Mar- uh, No, it was last May. She went with her sisters and her mom, and she was like the mobile order queen. She she always always was up like just ready to mobile order exactly when she needed it, and she would anticipate like, okay, I know I'm gonna want this. So I'm in a mobile order right now because by the time it was time for them to eat, they were able to get their food in a timely manner. Whereas like some places, I think like Ronto Roasters was a, a good example. Like when the per- the parks first started reopening, like you could not get a mobile order yeah. from Ronto Roasters unless you put that order in like that morning. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a um, virtual queue. Kind of, yeah, it, it, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, if, if you plan your meals, man, plan your well, meals. Well, because if you if you don't yeah. know this, you can you can be nine in the morning. You could do a mobile order for something at six o'clock. Oh, absolutely. So you can do a meal way ahead of time. But we're mm-hmm. the thinking of it here. So you can, if you want to be really proactive, yeah, you can do it that way. Yep. And then, you know, whenever it comes your time, yes. you know, you don't have to worry about doing as much. So yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that is actually very uh, unique. I Now, personally, I don't buy a lot of stuff in the stores. That's m- definitely more Janie's thing. 
Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't buy a lot of I stuff. I don't shop. Is what Jared's means. I well, don't like to I shop. don't. I don't buy a lot of stuff outside of things for the business and things that I need and like meat. Uh, you know, <laughs> things. I don't. I don't know. I don't buy a lot of stuff. We make our own shirts, so I don't. You know, get a lot of shirts. If, if but Jared's got a plastic sack, there's there's going to be some steaks in it. That's all you got to know. Usually, <laughs> but one thing I I did get something for Jamie a couple times doing this, and one thing that helps you a lot if you're in these stores. And these stores, if you've ever been inside of them, are very busy. They can be a lot of people. Uh, take advantage of mobile checkout. If you're good on your phone, which you don't have to be like super savvy, but it does require you to use your phone and use the app, mm-hmm. but it is much quicker and it is very simple. And you'll notice m- a lot of people don't take advantage of it because I don't, I don't think a lot of people know you can or they don't necessarily know how to do it. I think it kind of freaks people out that they think they're going to be like accused of shoplifting, but it's a really, the system works really well. You just do it. The, a cast member makes sure everything's good and they hand you a bag. So you walk out of the store with a bag. You don't walk out of the store with just stuff in your hands and hope security doesn't tackle you. Yeah, uh, but it's it, great. It works really well, and it's really good to bypass lines. You can bypass a lot of time in line by doing this. But this is not available everywhere. It's this not. is only available at certain stores. Uh, World of Disney, most notably, where I find it to be very, very helpful because that place is insane all the time. Um, and yeah, you can so apply your discounts on the app, too. So if you've got yes, AP you and can. all that stuff, it'll, you can do the discounts there. You wouldn't be able to pay with cash, obviously, if you... Well, that'd be kind of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> with mobile checkout. Just throw cash in the air and be like, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you, ha- if you have, like, you know, other things you need to discuss or you need to talk to a cast member, then, you know, obviously go, go up to uh, the counter. But, yeah, this is definitely very helpful to avoid the crowds. Yeah. Um, Stand at the back of the crowd for watching fireworks. So I'm thinking specifically for Magic Kingdom. You're talking about getting out of the parks, right? No, I'm t- well both actually. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get out of the out of the out of the park quickly after the fireworks, yeah, stand at the back and you'll be the first ones. But also, even if you stand like the very back of Main Street, what you're going to get, you can still see the fireworks, but you're also going to see the projections now. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to get a good show. Maybe not the best fireworks view, but if you're if your concern is like I do not want to be stuck in a crowd for like an hour trying to get out of this park, then yeah, you're still going to have a good view at the back of the park. Yeah, you so will. That's what that's my point. Yeah, yeah. I will say if you do that, and I I have been in this situation before. Um, not that you'll be trampled, but just be prepared. As soon as the fireworks are over, if you're wanting to get out of the park, um, you're gonna have to like go quickly. Because mm-hmm. people will immediately, as soon as the last fireworks over, it, a lot of people don't sit around and talk. They're just like, and time to go. Yep. So if your goal is you're back at the park because you want to be able to get out quicker, yeah, you're just going to have to start moving pretty quick. And it does work, but I would say, if yeah, if you're in the middle there, you're just, I find the best strategy is just to like, just sit there Certainly. and hang tight because I don't want, I'm, I'm the type of person, I'd rather not try and battle thousands of people leaving a park. I'd rather just sit there and keep my sanity yeah. as much as possible. Um, the next one, this goes along with, well, you can also do this during fireworks, but riding attractions during times in which, uh, people may be doing other things. For instance, like yeah. ride them during parades. There's yeah. a big parade going on. If you don't care about parades, go ride some rides. Cause you'll have, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people start lining up for parades. Same with fireworks. Uh, people are lining up for the fireworks. A lot of times you can ride around a lot of the rides in the evening times, especially magic kingdom when people are, you know, getting spots for that. So those are good times if, you know, not that you're going to have no wait times, but let's say you just, you know, that'd be a good time to try and get on some of the ones that maybe you didn't get in the, the earlier part of the day. But here's the strategy with that. Do not 
you know, especially like let's say Slinky Dog, for example. Let's say the the wait for Slinky Dog is seventy minutes at um eleven thirty. Your strategy should be you need to get in line for that 20, 15, 20 minutes before the parade starts. Because if you get in line at twelve fifteen, by the time you get into line, you maybe you've gone twenty minutes, then the parade's over. Right. And everybody's gonna everybody that has a lightning lane is gonna rush. Yeah. And then your line is going to get even longer. So, the, yeah, and the lightning, that's a good point. Because lightning yeah. lane is not the same as, like, when w- lightning lane goes, it's like all of a sudden people just rush it in there and they will push through lightning lanes all day to get that cr- that line yes. down. So, if you get yep. stuck in a line and all of a sudden lightning lane comes in, yep. your line, your wait just got a lot longer. So, ti- so make sure to time it right. Um, but you, but it's definitely doable. Yeah. And our last thing. What's well, I was going to say before that one, the one, oh, and okay. I know we've had some cast members that say they, they hate this strategy, which. From a guest perspective, oh, yeah. it's a really good strategy if you want to ride some of the hard-to-ride rides especially. But if, let's say, the park closes at 9 o'clock and you want to ride, you know, Flight of Passage or Rise of the Resistance or whatever it is, um, be in line before park close. So if, the, if it closes at 9, if you get in line at 8.55, you're going to get to ride. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I say this is a good strategy to be able to ride some rides is because during this time, there won't be any lightning lane going. Right. So the standby line moves much quicker yes and you also have employees who want to get home and i understand from the employee's perspective they want to go home uh, but it is from a but guest perspective they'll be there, anyway. they'll be there and, and honestly too you know you paid good money to go to the parks and you want to get the most out of your day this is a way to do that yeah. is to be able to ride toward, toward the end of the night like that so that's something i always say it's a strategy that does work there's you know at its peak with flight of passage i remember that it said it was 180 weight and 180 minute weight we used this strategy, uh, Nathaniel Bishop the third and I, my buddy, and we wrote, I believe we got in there within 40 minutes, if not less. Okay. So once you, you know, what used to be fast pass, but now lightning link. So once you yeah. don't have that aspect of it, the standby line does move much quicker. Yeah. So, and then what was the one you were going to say, which I agree with? I was just going to say, pack your patience. <laughs> pack your patience. Pack your patient. Or pack your patient pants. Or or manage your expectations said. is another way to put that. Yes. But yeah. But just you know, go into it knowing like, okay, I'm not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna be just the park does not belong to me. It's not just me. There are thousands of other people here enjoying it as well. It's hot. It's stinky sometimes. People can stink. <laughs> it's this is cr- a novel. This is true. <laughs> this is it's crowded. It's sweaty. You know, just manage your expectations. Try to have a good time. Well, and this would be a, this could be its own topic conversation for like an hour. But uh, sure. I, you know, talking about ways in which to not ruin your vacation. And I can't even speak to say that I'm perfect about this because we're all human. But I do think keeping a lot of things in life, keeping perspective about you're there. And yeah, there can be a lot of frustrating things that happen throughout your day. You know, A, crowds and just being busy. There's a lot of people that when there's crowds and it's busy, that just makes them a little anxious to begin with. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So then if you, you know, let's say a ride goes down or, you know, there's more people than you expected and it's hot, all these things. Just try and keep your expectations. You know, if if you're going to go to busy time, don't have in your head you're going to be able to ride everything in Magic Kingdom. Because even if it's not busy, more than likely you're not going to be able to. But let's just, you know, pick out the, the ones you want to for sure try and get done. And then maybe you get more done than you expected. But I would rather, you know, overshoot, you know, do more than I thought I was going to be able to do the versus thinking I was going to get done 20 different things and I get done four. Mm-hmm. So I think managing yeah. your expectations is big and just really trying to enjoy yourselves. I mean, yeah, 
it's yeah the parks being busy and and hot and sweaty and all that stuff aren't always the most fun but you know a lot of times in life it's kind of what you make it yeah to a degree and i'm sure there's more out there you know, we, we haven't thought of every single thing. Uh, that's, all, that's all of them. I checked but with everybody. And that's <laughs> if there's anything that we forgot, let us know. Join the Facebook group. That's a good place to do it. Yeah, comment yeah. below and some tips that you have about that. And if you're if you're watching on, on YouTube as well, comment below about some yep. of the tips that you have about uh, your, you know, how you, you know, handle the summer crowds. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a leave a like and subscribe to the channel. It helps yeah. us out a lot. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, before we get out of here we just want to uh mention our what we love working with our new sponsor uh uh, partner designer park company which makes uh what is now jamie's favorite uh park bag that she uses and i guess diaper bags it's become your everyday bag yep uh and and every day yeah we talked about them last week but they make bags that are you know in in talking with debbie the owner which we have we will have her on the show but she was talking about how you know, she actually likes lounge flies, but her main complaint was lounge flies are just so small. It's too small. And yeah. these are very lounge fly-ish, but they're bigger. They mm-hmm. have more storage. They even have uh, a hydration kit you can get, so where you can put like a water bottle in your bag and have it, you know, go right up to you. We don't worry about taking water out. It's got a place where you can put your Mickey ears. It's got a place where you can put your pins if you want to put them on your bag. It's got a lot of personalization options, and they've got a lot of. Uh, they're going to have way more, but they've got some basic colors mm-hmm. and. You know, her and her husband have worked on these bags and, and talking to her. We've had a, f- a few conversations about how, this, how they got this started. And they're, it's a really good, you know, A, it's a good product. And it, it, a lot of thought and effort went in behind these. And uh, yeah. they're, they're really good people. So, like I said, Jamie loves hers. And uh, they've got some new colors coming. I know they have a bag for the fellas that's going to come out pretty soon, which Ooh. I'll talk about. And I know in the future she talked about they're going to do some fanny packs. So, I was like, listen – <laughs> that is that's my that's area. Your area. Did you just snort? I just snorted. Snort so okay. Sorry. So I'm when so sorry. when new things come about, uh, we will let you know about those as well. But if you go over to designerparkco.com and you use the promo code CTM10, you'll save ten percent on your order, and you get a great park bag and pretty. And again, we one thing we love doing. Anybody we bring on, like obviously ourselves, we're a small business and, and the products and the businesses that we have, but. Anybody we, we work with, we like working with like a small business and you know, they're they're a really good business. Again, it's it's her and her husband and they just make an awesome product and it's a company that we like to work with and support. So that's what we're doing here. So again, designerparkco.com and the promo code is CTM ten. So all right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show. Uh, we'll put all these in the show notes, but check out on social media. We've got Instagram, TikTok. Obviously, we talked about the Facebook group. If you want even more content, uh, you can check out some of the other shows we have. So we've got uh, we've got the CTM Universal show. Mm-hmm. Where we talk about Universal Studios. That's once a month. We also have Trip Tales, which is Jamie's Trip Report show, and that is twice a month now. And that's mm-hmm. where you know it is what it sounds like. Somebody goes on a trip and they come back and they report back to Jamie and have a really long conversation about it. And if you're planning a trip, it's a good resource. Can you hear from somebody firsthand about some of the things they did and and there's there's enough trip tales out there now where you probably can find one that is pretty close to your situation mm-hmm. planning for. So you can go find that. So mm-hmm. uh, and if you want to be on trip tales, you can go to ctmtriptales.com and there's a button here that says be on trip tales and there's a form you can fill out and if Jamie chooses you then she will send the courier pigeon your way and you got to sign it with blood. But anyways, you so can be I. on the show as well. Uh, and then if you want even more content, we have Club 32, which is our private group. And it's kind of a deal we have where, uh, you know, 
you join and you it helps us continue to keep the lights on you know fund the operation what we do website and everything else that we have going on and in return we give you way more content so you get live streams you get cooking show that we do once a month you get uh i do you know a speakeasy we go live on the back porch we also have a club 32 show which where we answer all your guys questions uh hang out it's a live stream so what you know if you got comments questions you got questions about us the parks whatever it is uh, we do them in there. We also did we, uh, we did a Kenobi review last week. So any of the movies or shows that come out, we'll put them, put them in the Club 32 show. There's also a private podcast feed that you have to be a member to access where all the additional content is on there. So you can listen to those just like you do this show. Plus, we have music loops on the on the private podcast feed. So you like the music entrance to Magic Kingdom and Epcot and all the parks. We've got all that stuff on there. Plus, when you're a Club 32 member, you get 20% off of CTM Apparel and 1901 Candle Company candles as well. So if you want to join there, you can go to ctmvip.com, and we have monthly or yearly option, and we even have a free trial if you want to try that out, see if it's for you. Uh, I forgot to mention there's also a Facebook group as well where you hang out, and there's also a Discord. So there's plenty of things, plenty of ways, and we, we do interact a bit more in there, uh, you know, get to know us a little bit more. And it's a little bit looser. It's a lot of fun in there. So again, uh, and if you do the yearly option, you get a free t-shirt. And if you do monthly, like I said, you can do the free trial version. So either way, ctmvip.com. And uh, if you want to join me, we'd love to have you over there. So, all right, well, that'll do it for the show. So thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. And thank you, Jamie, for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye. Bye.